Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. We are going to look back at Foxborough Supercross and all that happened, including a 250 Supercross champion. But first, get ready to ride with All Balls Racing. After a long winter, your bike may be ready for some TLC. A carburetor rebuild kit from All Balls Racing can get your bike in a top condition and ready to hit the road or trails. Find carburetor rebuild kit options along with a large selection of other power sports maintenance and repair parts at allballsracing.com. The All Balls Racing customer service team is also available to assist with part or fitment issues. Give them a call, 555-402-8000 for more racing. More information, I should say. All Balls Racing, we're all in, so you can go all out. And, uh, man, great company. Vertex Pistons underneath there. Hot cams, pivot works. And, again, the uh, All Balls Carburetor Rebuild Kit. Get it going. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Also, Race Tech, Race Tech Suspension, Pulp 22 is the code to save. They do motors. They do suspension. They can certainly have your bike dialed in, and uh, it'll make it a lot better for you out there. So please check out Racetech.com for whatever you need, spring rates and et cetera, et cetera, at Racetech.com. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by the folks at Fly and uh, Rental, Maxis, Motorsport, Cobolinks, All Balls Racing, Onyx Maps. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll get into Foxborough Supercross. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Justin Brayton putting in another good performance this weekend, coming from pretty much dead last all the way to 10th. The number 10 finishes 10th with Fly Racing gear. Uh, please check them out. Formula Helmet. They've got them in a bunch of different uh, price points, a bunch of different shells. Uh, great safety features. Quiet still. Looks really good. Lots of colors. Lots of sizes. Uh, kinetic mesh coming out soon because it's April and it's going to get hot and there's nothing cooler than the Fly Racing Kinetic Mesh. So please get that at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Uh, thank you to the folks at Max's Tires. Kay Clayson continuing to ride well with his Maxxis tires machine out there. Jeremy McGrath developed that MXST that Kay's got on his bike, and he's got they got great mountain bike tires as well too. The Minions, uh, Asagos, and more. Maxxis.com for more information. Uh, light truck tires, trailer tires. If you haven't thought about getting a Maxxis for a while, and maybe you haven't, look into it, man. Uh, great tires, great company. So thanks to the folks at Maxxis. Also Renthal, you saw those purple bars last week. And uh, they're pretty much gone, but you can check out motorsport.com or your local dealer. Uh, they'll make Fat Bar, Twin Wall, and 7 8 Bar in that limited edition purple. But you can also get the regular bar, of course, Fat Bar 36, Fat Bar, Twin Wall, uh, all of it. Uh, of course, they make chains and sprockets as well. 
Grips, Renthal.com. Uh, the more championships than all the other brands combined. That should say something right there for the folks at Renthal. We'll tell you more about motorsport and Kobo Links later on. But let's get into this. Uh, driving back from some street bike racing, making some background noise, but we're going to get this thing done anyways. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah, street bike fever, Steve. Catch it. Uh, I've caught it. I'm in. I'm all in. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, uh, you used to you used to one time a year have to work in the forerunner of this series. Didn't you have to uh, work the Daytona 200? I worked the Daytona 200 one time. Uh, okay. I, 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 veteran of the series. I uh, I went to Brainerd one time to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I declined the invite to the X Games to, to, to work on Supermoto. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, no. Extensive street bike racing knowledge. Uh, also on the line from Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Just uh, I'm holding it down in New England. Stayed back this week. Going to uh, yeah see our valued Western Power Sports dealers, and then I'm going to take it straight to Denver from here. So I'm on the road. I'm committed. I'm a, I'm a part of the series. Uh, how was the vibe, JT, in uh, Foxborough? How was the vibe? Well, it wasn't a night race. It wasn't a night race. I think uh, I think Twitter has determined me uh, the clear winner of of that debate. Um, I mean, it's a noticeable downgrade. Now, the vibe is less. Opening ceremonies are not as good. Like we, we've had everywhere, even Justin Brayton, the great Justin Brayton, at our uh, fly racing Yamaha live show on Friday night, mm-hmm. backed me up. Said opening ceremonies there. There's a significant miss there uh but i will say i will say getting there early getting through the day being done at 6 p.m that's okay i'm good with that like Mm -hmm. i like it if there is a way to somehow change the uh time space consortium where we could get dark at like three o'clock p.m or maybe maybe like one o'clock p.m we could get dark we have our opening ceremonies at 2.30. It is dark then. I get the vibe I want. We're still done by 6 p.m. I get to go back. I actually went to the gym. I went and had a nice dinner by myself. I'm in on all that. So if you can figure out a way to do that for me, change the way that our whole daylight savings, all that works, Okay. Uh, I'm in. I'm, right. I'm on your side at that all point. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get with the Feld guys and we'll see. Thank you very much. Um uh, Weege, uh, you were able to watch the race, though, uh, being at street bike racing? Tommy couldn't have been better. Uh, we finished up. Uh, I was Moto America is what we call it. I'm uh, one of the announcers there for a couple of off weekends from uh, motocross, which is coming up. And then, uh, yeah, it was done just in time to watch the main events. Then I went back and watched the heats uh, later on back at the hotel. But, yeah, got to see the mains as they happened and then uh, chatted with some people at the track. Some veteran moto people are around who are super – actually, I think they're more interested in supercross than their own series. Yeah, really, right? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Dirt was the same dirt that they had last time. Uh, we were here in 2018 when Marv attacked Eli Tomac. See, uh, also <laughs> terrible. See, like you should have a, a – uh, denote that. Say, see, also – uh, colon terrible why i just <laughs> like there were so many rocks i just they can't they normally screen it like i don't know what happened did i don't you, know if you can't you, screen it i don't know what happened did you walk out there oh all? yeah oh yeah oh my gosh it's unbelievable how rocky it was yeah yeah I, like i said they screen them i think i thought they screen it i don't know 
I don't know what happened. I don't understand. I think they may have screened rocks into it. It was. It, <laughs> I just thought they got it from the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean or something. They just went in and pulled it out of the. Well, remember that big dig they did in in Boston for the tunnel? Maybe, maybe what? it's maybe it's all that. I don't no, know. I don't. Um, I don't know, man. Dirt was not good. Design track design was cool. Thought that was all kind of neat. Uh, riders told me after the race that transitions were short and steep. And you had to be yep. pretty precise. Uh, that made some for some good racing. But yeah, this dirt was horrific. Yeah, wow. I walked the track. Uh, I walked the track Saturday mid morning, uh, in between the time qualifying rounds, and it was it was really difficult. Um, all I could think about, you know, and when I get out there and walk the track, like it's a little bit of a time warp because my mind immediately goes back to me walking the track, you know, a couple hundred times in my racing days, and I think about me having to attack that track and what I'm going to do and all those things, just habit, right? You just float back to that, that mindset. And it didn't look like a lot of fun. Uh, I would not want to have to put together some of those rhythm sections and on, on a perfect track, no problem. My two bit of heat race is no problem at all, but I was, I just think about main event on lap 20. You're still having to try to push and put things together. And that's why you're seeing a lot of those mistakes too, especially when the two bitty guys are all over the place. The track really gets away from you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it on TV yet. I just landed maybe like an hour and a half ago or so, but how to look on TV, Weege? Yeah, you really cannot tell that the rocks are there uh, from TV. It just looks like, it honestly looks like loose, roostable dirt, and it's dark in color, so dark usually means loam, right? So it does not give you the feel at all when you watch on TV. Uh, the dirt is bad. And, you know, just seeing the variance of riders making mistakes and stuff, uh, it, it makes the racing seem a little more compelling. Like, oh, anything can happen at any time. So it's funny how TV kind of whitewashes it. It looks like you're seeing the best of those conditions, and you don't even see the bad side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer walked the track afterwards and uh, put it on his Instagram. Check that out. Yeah, that's quite a sight. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's quite a sight. So, uh, yeah, Kiefer, Kiefer was there. Um yeah, held held pretty strong, you know. Held it pretty strong. He was upset that he wasn't. The press box had glass, and he couldn't get down there with the people. That's what he kept saying. But but yeah, he. Other than that, he was all right. So I feel like he could have. Like there's not there's nothing stopping him from going down there. Yeah yeah I don't know. Maybe his laptop. Like maybe he was doing notes or something. You know. But yeah. Uh, anyways, it's a facade. It's a facade. He doesn't care. And he usually leaves oh. the races before the uh, night show starts. So mm. I love Kiefer, but this, this I got to get down there and listen to all, be with the people. No, you don't. You typically go home before the racing starts, bro. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on here. Jason Anderson, five wins on the year. Uh, led this thing almost for all the whole way. He, obviously, uh, uh, Cooper Webb had the early lead, and then Anderson got it. Sexton caught him. I thought Sexton was going to get him. But Anderson pulled it back out. Lappers were bad for everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jason Anderson, Weege, another win. Five on the year. And Eli does not get the clinch. Yeah, that's really the, 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 the bisecting stories. It's not just Anderson winning. I think in a normal circumstance that would be the headline story. But it's Anderson winning and Tomac not clinching. And it led to that moment where they – I mean, Anderson didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm honestly a little surprised that Eli – apparently was caught by surprise like i would think you'd be a little extra aware of like oh anderson is behind me i, I know it's not always easy to do that but it surprised me how surprised tomac was anderson didn't do anything horrible no uh no not at all but it i mean obviously it caught him by surprise he picked both feet up on the pegs and 
I think he stalled, right? Is that what he liked? Yeah, he stalled, yep. Uh, Right, so I was just surprised. If you're in a all-I-got-to-do-is-beat-Anderson-and-not-blow-it mode, I I would just, I was surprised he wasn't aware of where Anderson was uh, at the, like, most critical juncture uh, of all. That corner was inviting passes like that uh, all night long, or, sorry, all day long. But, yeah, as for Anderson, it's awesome. He's had to answer the same question in the press conference. Uh, What are we up to, 15th race of the year? Uh, hey, what's the change been like for Kawasaki? And yeah. he talks about how yeah. great his life yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but I like it because he actually manages to find a different way to say it every time to keep right. it fresh. And most importantly, I just love hearing the veteran guys like him saying, I love the sport. I don't want to quit the sport. I'm enjoying it more than ever. I don't think anyone who's a fan likes hearing the riders say, I hate being here. You know, And that was the, the Ryan Villapoto vibe. And, and I don't think anyone's pumped to ever hear that. Uh, Anderson's enjoying his life as a racer, and yeah. that's always refreshing. Yeah, I had someone at Cowie tell me that they had one perception of him before they hired him. Didn't know. Didn't know yeah. him. Just had one perception of him and could not have been more wrong when working with him. So they're, you know, very, very uh, happy everything's been going on. And Yeah, we, we know that, that he doesn't really sweat out the details. It's just a, a front he's putting out. He's yeah. as serious as anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And, but you know what? Like, I mean, again, I was saying this to somebody. I'm like, man, if, uh, if um, Anderson doesn't have the success that he's having this year on Kawasaki, Cowie doesn't look great with what's been going on with Tomac. Uh, but as it is... You know, um, five wins for Anderson, he's not going to win this title, but that's a win for Kawasaki and the way they do things. You know what I mean? Like, you can look at the Tomac thing and be like, oh, look at that, look how much better. You know, and certainly the the Disability Island people on my YouTube channel have been very vocal about that. But I would say look at Jason Anderson. Riding maybe better than ever, you know? So, good job. Yeah, the, the truth is always in between. I know John Tomek came on Papa Mech show and said, you know, Cowie was too conservative and wouldn't change enough. That's their side of the story. You know, Cowie says that's not true. So it's like, well, how could these two completely different answers? Yeah. Somebody's lying, right? But I, I don't, I think the case is they do make changes. They do let the rider have input. But whatever the Tomax was asking for was just a bridge too far. I don't think Anderson is saying, yeah, dude, they said here's the bike, ride it. It, it really sounds like he has a good relationship and they will do as he asks. Uh, JT, did we see, did we see the first weirdo Eli Tomac ride? I don't know what to make of it. I, it's, it's it is eerily reminiscent of those days, and I, I'm, I'm looking for a reason. I was texting people. It's like, tell me something. Tell me something was going on. Tell me he had, you know, he hated his bike or he hate like. I don't want to go there because we haven't seen that at all this year, but. I'll be damned if it didn't look like it. Now, he goes from second to fifth, stalls the bike, gets up to fourth, and had he just rode around in fourth, um, I'm okay with that. It's understandable, like whatever, you know, let's just bring this thing home and clinch. But he gets passed by Barsha uh, and Mookie, and he ends up getting seventh. So yep. it it's kind of like three-quarters of a weirdo Eli Tomac ride. We've seen worse, but yeah. Yeah. It's still weird. It's weird. There's no way to yeah. get around to being weird. No, no, it's not. Uh, seventh place for Eli after just being so good. So, yeah, maybe the track, maybe, you know, uh, the dirt, all, you know, all of that. But, um, no, I, I, it, unless something was going on, it, it was too identical to him getting inside his own head. It just was. 
The only thing- uh, it, it seemed like when when Jason stood him up and he had issues, he thought about everything that could go wrong the rest of the race. That that's what it seemed like to me. Like all because he was really aggressive early. Like I thought he was going to win the race. He was trying to pass Webb, mm-hmm. made a couple moves, didn't stick, and then Anderson got an angle on him. And I, I think if that didn't happen. The rest of the race is totally different because he just lost every bit of momentum and the intensity and all that. And it looked like he was really like thinking, you know, we use air quotes around thinking the entire time instead of just racing. Yeah, it was certainly, certainly pretty weird. That's for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, but yeah, he'll clinch it next week. Uh, I, I, I would. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't matter. Right. It's it's. All he's got to do is just just limp this thing home. Worst case. Yeah, yeah. We did you think Sexton was going to get Anderson? You know, Sexton has had unbelievable speed all year, right? And it, you really can't put anything out of his reach if he doesn't crash. And for a while, he was catching him. Now it was weird to me that Sexton really was just chalking it up to lap traffic. Um, he wasn't saying that he was. Gain- I mean, he did gain. He went from like what about two seconds, got it down. I think point nine. Uh, but he said that was all lap traffic. But I mean. Sexton and Anderson have been pretty closely matched on speed. So, yeah, when watching the television coverage, Anderson had a lead, and they're watching Tomac drift back, and I'm like, Sexton being a second or so down, it's not over. I mean, he yeah. has the speed to run anybody down. Yeah. Uh, I, I I, was like 50-50 as to what's going to happen. I, I thought he could do it for sure. Yeah. I was surprised that he just said, no, nah, just lappers. I wasn't going to get there. Before they cut the whoops down, JT, he was really good in those things when they were big. I mean, shocking, but he was really good. And, you know, I know he's battled that before, right, with the Honda and all of that, but maybe it was a softer dirt. He looked really good, I thought. He was he was great all day. I mean, yeah. he, you know, we did our uh, fly racing radio show in the afternoon, and I think everybody had those two. I, I picked Tomac to win. I just thought he would get it done in the end. And I think he might have, as I mentioned it, you know, in a normal in normal circumstances. But everybody there that watched qualifying practice knew that Anderson and Sexton were going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just a matter of not making mistakes, but if they didn't, yeah, they would be great. Uh, Marvin Muskan on the podium and ahead of Cooper Webb in points, Weege. Another podium for Marv. That's that's uh, four out of five races. Did I say this? Tell me if I said this on the show last week. I can't remember. I said it somewhere. I really believe if Marv was more of a fan favorite, like I think some fans respect him or, or they're just indifferent, but I don't think like you go to the races and there's just a ton of Marv fans. I feel like if his... If the response to the fans to Marv was different, people would be outraged that he could maybe finish third in the series. He's won a race. He's won podium three out of the last four, right? Yeah. Uh, I think fans would be like, this is ridiculous. Give this guy a ride. Why can you not have a ride? Why has no one signed him? But I think in general, just people are indifferent. Um, this is how often have you had a guy performing this well and just like, yeah, he just – yeah, this might not have a ride. Just no one wants to hire him next year, man. He might have to retire. That's he wants not to race, true. but come on. Four That's five, not true. Yeah. No, no one would hire him. Like, there's there's a big difference between, you know, like getting the money you want and, you know, people conforming to a supercross only contract and all those things. Like, if Marv just went around and said, "Hey, will anybody give me a ride?" Like, I'm willing to be really flexible on terms and all that. He's gonna get a ride, Weech. Well, I think we just talking about a factory ride, right? I had done so am I. Yeah. So am I. I don't I don't believe that no one is willing to hire Marvin Muscan right now. I don't believe that. Now okay. they may be unwilling to pay him 
what he wants, which is a lot, you know, like I, I think he settled last year for less money than he wanted. And that's probably the going rate for a guy that wants to race supercross only and is at his age, you know, which is these teams are always looking at future investment. So I get that side, but I, I refuse to believe that. And and I could be wrong. That's okay well, if I'm wrong, but I, I do not believe but, that no one is interested in hiring. Well, Mark. break it like, down. Podiums are not easy to get. Like he won a race. Yeah, a but weeks ago. I, Jason, I agree with you. Break it down. Like, you know, saying, don't, I would race next that. year if someone would give me a contract. But Somebody give me a contract and I'll race. I don't believe that to be true though. I don't. But okay. But break it down. Honda, no. Cowie, no. Husky, no. Gas Gas, no. Like, what? who's open? Are you, do you mean a Moto Concepts ride? Sure. I'll go with that. I don't know if Marv would do that. No, but I, I, don't, I think that some of these, I mean, how many times have we heard, like, oh, maybe they'll go three? Like, I, I've heard that a million times. Like, there's still a Star Factory 450 Yamaha ride open. Like, there's... There, there are spots. Husky's gone three a bunch of times. Like, there there are always opportunities. I, I just don't believe that no one's willing to open a door for a race winner. Like, there's no way. That that can't be true. Well, they barely opened it this year. He won last year. My point is, regardless no, of... that's not true either. That's not true either. Yeah. What are you talking he about? He was battling he... over money the entire time. That was not. That is not a true statement. Y- yeah, but they, like... Husky told him no. Gas Gas told him no, and he was forced to go back to KTM for for a low money. Oh, forced to go back to factory Red Bull KTM. Well, but that's Come not on, what he man. wanted. He didn't want to go there. I I'm sorry. Like that's one of the best teams in the pits. Like I'm sorry that you were forced to go to the team that's also got the defending champion on it. Like I, and and, and honestly, my opinion is that he was for, he was forced to go back there and didn't want to go back there because the offer was really low. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want to go back there, I'm sure, for the money they were offering right. to go back. Yeah, but that's... Uh, that's but that is them saying, right. our two guys are Plessinger and Webb, and you're the third guy, and we don't really have money for a third guy, so we don't really have much for you. And again, he's going to be like, well, I did beat these guys again. I did beat them again. But my point isn't Marv's feeling. I'm just saying, like, you are not hearing any cries from the fans being like, KTM, are you stupid? He's asking for a contract. Why are you not doing it? If it was... If Jason Anderson, Team Fraud, was getting these results and saying, ah, I'd love to race next year, but let's say Anderson had a one-year deal with Cowie. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to race next year, but, you know, you know, no, no, no one's offering me anything. The fans would be outraged. Marv, everybody's just like, ah. Yeah, it's he's yeah foreign guy, right? Um, all of that. So that's, and that's, he also, he's he's weird, also yeah. kind of been throwing it out there that this was it, too. A little bit. I guess so, a little bit, yeah. He never told me that. He he told me that, I mean, all the way back to, dude, I, I think I went out to KTM in, like, October or November, and he said, no, I wasn't, they, they just only gave me a Supercross contract. But, Steve, you feel like you have heard that, that he's putting it out there? Yeah, yeah, he's putting it out there that, that he wants to ride. He wants to race. No, but at one point you had heard a little bit that maybe he was considering retiring. Oh, yes, you, yes. At first he wasn't looking for a deal. I talked to somebody close to him that told me that, yeah, I think he's done. I, I think I think this is it for him. And then halfway through Supercross, before he won, before all of that, they're like, no, man, I think he's back in. I think he wants to race now. He changes his mind a lot, but I think he's back. So, and I mean, certainly now with four podiums and five races – yeah. Why not? My, my, my only point is, he, A, he deserves a ride. And B, I think if he really wants to race Supercross next year, he will end up on a factory team. Somehow, some way. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I know how it'll happen. I just think it would. That, that's it. Uh, third for Marvin. Really good race for Mookie. Coming from uh, sixth or so to 
sneak up to get fourth. I didn't even see him get Tomac. Uh, on, I think I was on the last lap or near the end. Uh, I didn't. I missed that. Um, Barsha was Barsha. Uh, it was about. It was about five minutes left, maybe more. Yeah. Because uh, Barsha had to chase down Tomac too. Barsha, yeah. Barsha, got, Barsha was pretty much in that one spot that. You know, all the factory guys, and then there's a big gap, and then there's Chiz, normally. Well, this one was big gap, and then Troll Train, right there. Um, but uh, uh, Barsha rode hard all all race also, and never looked to be given up, and got Webb at the end, and got Tomek at the end. Bam Bam did, so. Um, did he get Tomek twice? Or did I miss? I, I almost uh, thought, did he get him and then have to get him back? Uh, I might have. I saw, I saw one else. pass. And I thought he had to pass somebody twice. Yeah. Okay. Or you um, have to get Webb twice, maybe. Oh, maybe Webb. He might have had to get Webb twice. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Talking about talking about Webb a little bit, um, I have a little bit of a bone to pick, and I, I I hesitate to even go here because I I do understand some of it, but I also in the moment was very annoyed by it. So, uh, new new announcer this year. I think his name is Joseph Allen. Right. He's the floor announcer. And he helps uh, Dan Hubbard, and they're, they're announcing, right? And we were kind of joking around a little bit at uh, Atlanta, where he, in the middle of the race, just starts exploding about Jason Anderson doing that quad when he had been, or you know, the three-four, which he had been doing pretty much the whole race. Well, this weekend, Webb gets a whole shot, and you know he's running around, and we've seen Webb kind of do this, where he, he's trying to fight these guys out off and he doesn't have the pace and it just doesn't work out and he kind of fades back like that's he's done that a bunch this year and joseph allen is just will not stop saying that he saw something different in cooper webb this week and today and it's it's all turned around and this is a new cooper webb and i i see it i called it this is it i'm just like shaking my head going you are digging yourself such a hole right now because if he goes backwards, you're gonna you're gonna look bad here. And all of a sudden, Webb just throws anchor, and we don't know, you know, we don't know what's going on. Like I don't know why he went backwards, but I was just like shaking my head at like, what are you talking about, man? Like, why are you saying that? Like, just just say Webb's go out front and he's battling, and what you know what I mean? Like, he just kept going on and on and on about this brand new Cooper Webb, and I'm like all right. And then it didn't go well. So whatever. I don't really have a big point to make other than I'm just like, what, like, why, why are we doing that? Why is this happening? Um, and then also Dan Hubbard called the, them the jet brothers, which was pretty funny too. I always say when it comes to the live event announcers, they're, they're essentially hype people, hype men. Yeah. And, and it is their job to probably embellish things. I, I mean, the amount of times I heard Tim Cotter and Irv Braun try to make it sound like someone could beat Carmichael, they, they probably said you could, JT. Right, right. So, and that's why I, I try to qualify yeah. a little bit. I know their job is to get people excited, but it just you're setting yourself up so badly there, saying, like, I just couldn't get over the fact that he's saying, like, why, why are you going to put yourself out in front of me? See, I saw this coming. I saw it in his eyes today. Like, no, no, you didn't. Like, clearly you didn't because now he's an eighth. Maybe the angriest I ever saw uh, Bruce from Kawasaki at me was back at Redbug way back in the day in the Stu 250 days. And I was like, this is going to be tough for Stu. He said, Stu said the week before, I need a 450 to race against these guys, to battle these guys. So I kept citing that. Like, Stu has said, this is going to be hard. He's on a 252 stroke. This is going to be hard. And Bruce was not happy that I kept 
pointing out that Cowie doesn't have a 450. <laughs> and uh, and then he was like yelling at Tim Cotter about the stuff I was saying. And Tim Cotter's like, well, I think he just looked at it like a journalistic perspective. Like, you know, that's what James had said. And he's like, your job is to hype it up, to pump it up and to sell stuff. Like, live event announcers are not journalists, I guess. Yeah. They're just hype men. Sorry, Stu. Yeah. No, you're right. And I'm, I'm making something out of nothing. I just, in the moment, I was like face palming. I mean, I, honestly, I face palm 20 times a weekend at live announcing. But I know. I, I know. I, I, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it's exactly what we said. I've done it. We've just done it 8 million times. I've done it for a lot of nationals and a lot of stuff. You do say stuff to try to get people excited. And you're just, you know, you're not necessarily believing everything you say, but you want to sell the product on the track. That's all. Uh, so all right. it's it's clear. Uh, Webb needs to get a, out of Alden Bakers, right? It's clear. Like, this isn't working. I don't know. It depends on if you talk to Joseph Allen because this was uh, this was his night. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what do you think, Weege? Get, get out of Alden Bakers, clearly? First to seventh? Or first to sixth, sorry? I like Joseph Allen. He did not get sixth. He got eighth. I, can I just can I just record? I like Joseph okay. Allen. Just like what? We'll place it again. We'll place it again. He got sixth. He got sixth. I, I don't know. Oh, Webb. Well, yeah, sorry. Okay, he got sixth. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Weege? Get out of Alden. I like Joseph Allen. I no, like Joseph I, Allen. Can I, I just get that down? Yeah, that's fine. You got it. All right. We... JT said it about okay. her. Okay. Oh. I, I, I didn't even hear me. I've never, never talked to the guy. Like it's not a personal yeah. thing. I was more just an observation on the announcing in general. No, I'm just. This is your line about her, bro. I'm just. Taking, yep. <laughs> taking your lead. Um, yeah, this is hideous, and uh, I mean, this is absolutely terrible. I mean, if you said it to Cooper Webb's face, it's absolutely terrible. He'd be the first to agree. Um, yeah. First to eighth, getting beat by teammates, so we can't even use the bike thing anymore. I mean, Marv's just been eating him up. And I really feel that we are three years away from Cooper Webb saying the same thing in the press conference every week, like Jason Anderson is now. I'm happier than ever. I love racing. I hope I never have to retire. But, man, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, like uh, he's in that funk. I think he's in that. This is the funk that some guys get into where they consider retiring, or sometimes they do. I, I cannot imagine this is just, A, not being with Alden, B, being back with Alden, C, the new bike, or the way the whoops have been built. Although all of those things are factors, yes. I think this must be pointing to a bigger thing of, Three years in the pressure cooker of trying to win this title, and two out of three years he did. I, I think it just drains dudes, and every single one of the guys around his age and around this many years of the, at that level goes through some bear over it thing. And I haven't heard Cooper say that, but that's my theory. And I hope a couple years from now he's talking about how much he loves the sport in the year 2024, and how much he hated it in 2022. We've seen this a yeah. million times. Well, I think he's going to resign there, from what I hear. So everything must be okay for that on both sides. Uh, but, JT, this was certainly one of his worst rides. Indoors. It wasn't indoors. great. I mean, I, I, and I, don't know, I don't know what to attribute, attribute it to. Um, I was actually really surprised to see him come back this Supercross season. I really was. I thought he would be out for an extended period. Uh, just seemed like he was – struggling with lots of things and I thought he would take a break and uh, try to sort it out but it's it's hard to watch him out there I'll tell you that um, this is a guy that we are used to seeing move forward not backwards and 
it, it's it may be going too far to say he's getting pushed around, but he, watching Sexton and Anderson, those guys, like it feels like they're pushing him around a little bit. Yeah, but okay, you're right. But he, he to me, I guess when you say pushed around, I thought he showed a lot of heart and fight, of trying to make like it work. He's not trying. I'm yes. just saying, like they're like, dude, get out of the way. Yeah, more slow. But he That's he made I mean. a couple of repasses even where like I'm gonna I'm, I'm you know he knows he can't do it, but he's fighting and he's getting them back. You know? Yeah, it's not it's not commentary on his effort. It's just a commentary on they look like they're frustrated because they're like, dude, you are not fast enough. Please move. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's crazy. Like that's crazy to to think that's happening to Webb. He should he should call Burner, man. Burner's great. No, okay. I, you keep setting that joke up, and I don't. I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah, no, nobody. I don't have any commentary. On okay, it. Great, like, I, great. I mean, I don't think any of us agreed. Okay, well, with what was forced on him. If you want to but, shit on the announcers more, then we'll do that. We'll just get to stick to those jokes. I just don't know why it's coming now. Like, this happened months ago. This was just the worst ride he's had in such a long time. I mean, the move back to Baker's has been basically pretty good for him, um, but not this week. That's all. Uh, yeah, definitely tough. Whole shot to six. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, wasn't, it was not a good main event at all. No. No. no, like any part of it. Like it's, it goes back to the Billman theory of like, man, if you're going to get sixth, you might want to just start 10th and yeah. get to sixth. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, it was a weird track. The whoops were knocked down from where they were. He was still struggling in them, still not able to get through them. And they weren't really causing no. many dudes, uh, issues at all. I mean, yeah, these were not San Diego, <laughs> no, these... you know, Anaheim three, no. anything like that. These no. are whoops that he should have been fine. Like, I'm not saying he has to be the fastest guy in them, nor was Marvin. Right. You know, like it's the same thing. But Marvin found a way to kind of overcome it, and, and Cooper just couldn't. It was like, even though he was not doing all that well in the rest of the track, like he, he was getting past there consistently. Like you could just see it as a liability every lap. Yeah. Uh, Vince Freeze eighth. He got Troll Train late. Troll Train career best 450 Supercross finish, coming one week after leading a heat. So I think we can all agree that it's building here for the 26. Better, better late than never. I mean, with the way the field ended up, if he didn't end up with at least, you know, two good ones by the end of the year, uh, I'm sure it would have felt horrible. So finally he got one. I mean, he, the guys that are getting 10th every week, he should be with those guys every week, but he wasn't even doing that. Mm-hmm. So this is a nice step. Nice. Steve, did you, see, did you see him hopping all over the damn place in the whoops, like swapping? Uh, a couple times, yeah. Yeah, man. Like yeah. I, nothing against him. Like I don't think it's his fault. I was just like, golly, like I saw you know both both sides of his yeah. number plates a couple times. Like, dude, hold on to that thing. Like, yeah. I, I, that's definitely not his fault that it's swapping. I just was scared for him. We're we're not real good in the whoops. We got to work on that for twenty three. You know, but um, Justin Brayton Weege, any comment? Last well, week, I was tracking. I was tracking the troll train. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want you to get us. And, uh, one, there, once they were one position apart, I was carefully monitoring the lap times to see if we could track you down. No, but we came up short, but I know that Brayton crashed in the first lap. Yeah. He was dead last. So yeah, dead yeah. last, the 10th for JB. Uh, he was really far back of it. Troll train, but yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, I was tracking it though. I mean, yeah, yeah. at one point they were one position apart and I'm like, right. okay, let's do it. Let's put our head down. And go get him, but all uh, right, we'll let you have one. Hartraft was off the track early. I did see him that. I saw him go wide open down the plywood for a little bit. So I, 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 did. I saw something. I see. I saw Brandon Hartraft. Yeah, 
All right. Yeah, I saw him okay. go down the whole lane, the whole rhythm lane next to the plywood and then couldn't get on right away and kept going. So I, I don't know how long he rode on the plywood for. Uh, <laughs> what if he'd be more noticeable if they put him on, like, if you put him on, like, a bright yellow bike, like something like a bright color that yeah. really sticks out, like yeah. maybe that would help. Yeah, maybe. Good point, right? Yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah. the HEP guys had uh, lots, of, um, lots of pressure this weekend because Boston, um, Sam Adams, is it? No. Sam Adams is owned by Boston Brewery, right? They're Boston ba- Beer. Boston Beer. So that's Twisted Tea, Sam Adams. All the big wigs were there this weekend at the oh, trip. Really? Yeah, yeah. So big big weekend for the HEP guys. Oh. Um did they did they perform? Like did they Well, did they party enough or I don't know what this what they have to live up to, but Well, yeah, I I, I don't know. Bogle didn't have a good race at all, so I don't know no. how that went. Um No. No. Benny? Honestly, the, the boss has met seven dudes, deuce, and they're probably like, sign yeah. this. This is awesome. We're good. They're <laughs> like, this is amazing. Just hang out with this yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Benji was way back early. Did he fall, JT, or did he just really suck that bad early on? Because he was. I don't know. He was, I saw making moves forward. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not. He, he doesn't get the best starts, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. So yeah. that could have been it. Yeah, he was really far back. He was kind of shadowing Brighton through the field. Uh, and then he came to 12th. Okay, Clayson rode well again, um, and 13th for him. And his DNF a couple weeks ago um, really hurt him because you get $10,000 for 20th in the points. You get zero for 21st. He's uh, uh, four back of Brees in in, uh, in 20th. So he's, uh, yeah, looking forward, trying to get into that top 20. But He's, uh, he's, he's trying to get in the top 20 in points? Yeah. No. I don't know, man. What do you want me to There's say? There's no way. Oh, okay. There's no way. Okay. He's been – I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just – how can that be? <laughs> because – You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. been he's been yeah, doing but, really well. Like, I'm I'm shocked at that. He, like, missed, I, that. he missed mains in the beginning when he flew off the track in Oakland, right? He missed the race, and then he missed the mains for a bit. And then Brees and Starling have been pretty consistent. And Chiz and Troll and, you know, yeah. 13th. You're right. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He's four yeah, I'm out. surprised too. I, I would have he's, said 16th uh, or something. He's, yeah. he's four out of nine. He's four out of 20th. Five out of 19th. Nine out of 18th. But he's got a 20 point point gap behind him. So yeah, this is a this is a tough situation for him. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Ten ten grand or nothing. Um, is it ten now? It used to be five. Yeah, it's ten. Uh, do, 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 uh, Freddie Norn. Uh, I asked, or uh, Brees got 14th, uh, right after Cade. Uh, Freddie Norn 15th. I asked Freddie after the race about, um, uh, um, kind of his mid, his mid race slump. And he just said, yeah, I found out of, thought of his rhythm because for a while there, he lost a lot of time to like Benny and Cade and those guys. But I guess he just, yeah, didn't, didn't feel great. Uh, Starling 16th, Henry Miller 17th, Moran's 18th, Tristan Lane, Went really backwards in the heat, uh, so you're wondering what was going on, and then he rode forward in the LCQ, so good job for Tristan Lane. Devin Raper gave us another highlight in the LCQ. God, he he's he makes some mistakes, man. Raper. <laughs> he, he could have been in two or three mains this year already. Uh, yeah, I think he has that. Yeah, he's not the craftiest racer <laughs> no, I've ever seen. he is not. Uh, Logan Carnow, 20th. Meshi makes another main. Bogle, DNFs. Don't know what happened there. Anybody know what Bogle? Yeah, he uh, just, yep. just submarined my fantasy team. I, I watched him. Something had to be going on. I, I know, but it 
very much seemed like he quit. He just rolled around and then took it to the truck. I was very, yeah. very unhappy with him. <laughs> yeah, he at some point he was just dropping backwards, which is okay, whatever, and then he just slowed. And then, well, he was he was ahead of Hartraft, kind of doing his thing, and then Brayton passed him, which was fine. Like Brayton's, you know, arguably better. Like whatever, I, you know, but they don't want to hear that. They yeah. want to hear that, but what great the, rider, what, great rider, are what they are. And then it just he was just like, no, nah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then rolled around for like two laps, and then he was he just went back to the truck. I watched every second of this because I was just mm-hmm. really, really pissed off. You got four points from Bogle, uh, which is four more than I got from Jeremy Hand, who was all alone in ninth, and he just ate crap and got his hand stuck between his caliper and his wheel and then broke a knuckle and a hand and everything else. Jeremy Hand broke his hand. Didn't give me a hand at all in fantasy either. So, tough. I will have no theory. Yeah. Gave you the back of his hand. Yeah. What's that, Weege? Hell had no fury like someone on JT or Truman or Paul Parabino's fantasy team who just pulls it back to the truck. Like there is nothing. It is a cardinal sin. Do not. Don't give up <laughs> if you're on their fantasy team. Just, yeah. let, just letting you guys no, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like JT, seriously, is that a podium in your life of things that get you angry? Top three? In the moment, probably, which is ridiculous. Uh, okay. That is, that is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> to admit, but it's probably true. <laughs> okay, thank you for calling it like it is. Uh, and Hand, yes, his, multiple generations of Hand racers, you know, the family has all raced, and this is their destiny for something like this to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, again, privateers crushing it. Good job to all these guys, man. There's a big gap between the seventh place guy and eighth who usually chiz this week was Vince Freeze. Um, yeah, so. And Hold on. Brayton's ahead of that snake. Okay? True, true. You're right. You're Thank right. you. Yeah, you're right. Um, Brayton's, at, Brayton's at the end of that normally. Sorry, Weege. Uh, we, um, we had a back to our uh, in-person press conferences this week too, Weege. Like we were there. We got invited. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? <sighs> <laughs> It could not have been better. So we, Racer X elected to not uh, send someone to this race. It's the only race this year we will not have a specific reporter representative. Right. Uh, because uh, it would have, for uh, Aaron Hansel or Kellen Brower to fly from California, it would have cost like 900 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, we're good. We got a Zoom press conference. You know, if, if a fight breaks out in the pits, Mathis will be there to tell us what happened. Uh, we'll be fine. And then, yeah, like the day of the race. I think yeah. it was the day of. Yeah, are like, in-person pressers are back. Yeah. So. And we had one man. Sean, Sean, Brennan's like, Sean Brennan, the PR guy for Feld, is like, hey, we got in-person press conferences starting today. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, uh, so who's here from Racer X? And I'm like, uh, nobody, just me. And he's like, okay, well. He's all right, buddy. I really need you there, man. I really need a Racer X guy in the person in the press conferences. We're coming back. You know, really need to be there. And I'm like, okay, Sean, fine. And, and, and then meanwhile, no one is talking to Troll Train about his career best finish. Ninth. No one. Just uh, no coverage in the pits at all for this. <laughs> oh, God, yes. the horror. Yep. Yep. No, I was. Oh, the texts were flying. The angry emojis. At one point, Steve was even texting Daniel Blair, the host of the press conference, trying to get him to wrap it up so he could get to the pits 
and get to Troll Train. Yep. <laughs> if only if only somebody had a live Monday night show where they could bring on their favorite rider. Wow, but we needed it in the moment. We needed it in the moment, and uh, we lost it. We I'm lost sure it. Would have been riveting, riveting, uh, just breaking news of Troll. Like just you know, he would have been losing his mind. Celebration, champagne, all that. Well, we don't know. We we just don't know. So no, we do because he's been racing for thirty years. Yeah. We've seen it all. all right. Well. We're not going to get into another trail train battle here, guys. Come on, uh, come on, please. Trying to trying to make it, trying to keep this car on the road. Uh, Steve, the next time this happens, where you are the sole representative of Racer X, I'll be glad to send a letter to people saying we fired you. That would be, it would be my pleasure. To <laughs> okay, say. all right. He is, he has been relieved of his services. <laughs> uh, and then Steve, I don't know if you're aware. So you decided, hey, if you're going to make me go to this press conference, uh, I'm going to block past everyone and I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask the crap out of these riders questions. Well, uh, no. So. so I sat down in the press conference, yeah. angry mm -hmm. about being there, yep. upset about Troll Train, not getting any coverage. <laughs> and I okay. was handed the mic like before yeah. it started. They're like, here's yeah. the mic. You are asking a question. And I'm like, but then you said, but then you said, can I ask a question of all three riders? Yeah, because if you're going to do that to me. Then I then yes. I guess what I'm going deep. Right. Were you like, right. were you like really mad you couldn't go talk to to Mark? Not no, I wasn't mad. I what I I can watch the press conference after, so I don't need to go to the press conference. I can understand you being yeah. mad about having to go to this in person press. I just want to make sure you weren't like genuinely upset that you couldn't talk to Amar. Like it, he's it's fine. You'll get to talk to him. It's okay. But if you're mad that you had to stick around for the press, I get it. I I, I can understand that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want so then, Steve, you decide I'm going to ask three questions instead of one. And uh -huh. the Zoom press, the, the assembled media core on Zoom, I don't care myself. They always let me ask one. But these dudes were not happy that you got to ask three questions. Oh, really? Each. You, oh. Asked six, you asked six total questions. Three 250s, three 450s, yes. Wait. I, these guys were not happy. Th that's, a, that's a real thing that I couldn't, that people were not happy? Yeah, because not everybody got, especially in the 250s, the thing went so long, they just cut it off. And, like, a bunch of guys never got to ask anything. <laughs> I thought you could just, we just went until there was no more questions on those things. I don't know. At, at the end, they were like, we're done. Like, if you could see the Zoom room, hands are raised. You could do, like, a virtual hand raising oh, yeah, yeah. question. And dudes were, just, dudes were just getting cut off. Like, Blair was just like, yeah, we're done. Oh. Thanks, 250 riders. <laughs> see you see in Denver. I, I didn't know that. I did not do that on <laughs> yes. purpose. I, I didn't know... <laughs> The etiquette. I'm just like, if they're going to yeah. hand me the mic and make me be here, then I got a question for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know? But what this did lead to is you asked a question of Jason Anderson and he responded to you. Yes. Yeah. Did you make eye contact? Yeah. All right. No, I'm a, a member of the assembled media, you know? <laughs> so. It happened. Okay. All right. Yeah, good times. Maybe you're cool now. Maybe you'll be on call tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Race. yeah, that's Off it. Another race winner. All right. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Fair enough. I'll reach out. I'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Thank you for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, of course. Uh, lots of things going on there. JT, do we have any sightings of uh, uh, Max Anstey and Shane McElrath, Fly Racing riders? Are they coming up on the track wearing fly at all? Do we know anything? I know nothing. Okay. Uh, and literally, <laughs> that is exactly... I that means. I sent I out a couple nothing. texts and I got nothing back, nothing. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if, I, I have. I honestly didn't hear anything this week. 
like not a word this right. week. Like it's you know you always hear rumors like oh they're they're racing they're right, not right. racing. Like yeah, I yeah. didn't hear anything okay. this All week. Right. Well. We hopefully will see Shane McElrath and Max Anstey in fly racing at some point out there joining Justin Brayton amongst others. Uh, so please uh, check that out, flyracing.com. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com uh, for more information. I want to thank the folks at uh, motorsport.com. They have OEM on aftermarket parts, and they do great service over there. Uh, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. And, of course, go through the banner on pulpamex.com to save. Helps us out as well. Um, and, yeah, you'll see the dedicated team of gearheads there. Street bike stuff, dirt bike stuff, uh, mountain bike stuff. they got a whole section of e-bikes now because uh, they're trying to get on board with the e-bike stuff that everybody seems to like. So uh, please check out motorsport.com. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Cobolinks, whether it's a Proya, whether it's a Yamaha, or anything in between. Cobolinks make lowering suspension links for motorcycles to help you uh, have a bit more confidence, improve your plushness of your suspension, give yourself a little more confidence out there if you're shorter of stature. You can get Cobolinks at motorsport.com. And uh, um, check that out, please. Great website as well. Pulpamex code will save. They really make them for Aprilia? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to Cobolinks. Thanks to All Balls Racing as well. And we, John X Maps, too. I don't know if you're you're on your way back from a street bike race, but if you if you have your mountain bike with you, you could just pull over and, you know. Yeah, it's true. I'm on uh, Interstate 85 uh, between north of Atlanta to head back to Charlotte, and I'm sure there are tons of trails because 550,000 of them are mapped out via the folks at Onyx Maps. And go to onyxmaps.com, and you'll you'll see this map that they have where you can pull a slider left to right, and you can compare it to the Google Maps terrain and what how detailed their trails are in comparison, and then people can leave notes. It's good if you're uh, obviously an off-road motorcycle rider as well to find trails and places to ride. So go to onyxmaps.com or onyx off-road in the App Store. It is not officially the app that Jeremy McGrath uses, but that is not official. No, no. Uh, yeah. All right, 250 class. Austin Forkner, man, he was good all day. He was good at Atlanta, rode amazing in the heat, and then the main was so-so for him. Uh, this week, good all day again and made it happen in the main event. And, man, he, he had a nasty crash in the heat that looked like, you know, with his injury history, you're like, oh, boy. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that could be serious. But all full credit to him. He came from seventh to first in the, uh, in the main event. Uh, Pierce Brown led most of it. Good job for Forkner and good job for to Mitch Payton, JT. I mean, good God, this has to be you know just such a relief. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm sure it was a heavy sigh of relief, and uh, yeah, something for those guys to smile about. There hasn't been a whole lot, even though Cameron McAdoo has ridden really well this year in the races he's participated in. There just hasn't been a lot to get excited about. It's just been one kind of frustrating moment after another. Uh, but honestly, man, Forkner was great. He looked the part all day. He looked aggressive and fast. And I, you know, I'm, we all kind of make notes throughout the day or whatever. And I wrote in my notes, like, this is Austin Forkner of yesteryear. This is the guy we used to watch and be like, man, he's he's a shoo-in to win a title. He's this, that, the other. Uh, he looked back to that level. Uh, and and all, to be fair, he looked in practice last week, you know, qualifying practice last week, he looked there as well. But he kind of made good on it this weekend and you kind of wonder what could have been. And, you know, if you rode like this all season and, and didn't get hurt when it really wasn't even his fault in Arlington, um, it's, it's cool to see, man. It's it, like kind of risen from the ashes here. Weege. Uh, I know it's impossible to say that it was good in any way that he got hurt there with again, which is not his fault with Jet Lawrence earlier in the year, but I feel like Forkner is going through this funk of 
riding to not get hurt. I think he did that outdoors last year. He was terrible. He was doing that in Supercross this year. He was not as fast as he used to be. Uh, there is a 0% success rate for riders who are riding to not get hurt. You might even say that about Tomac in this very main event. Like As soon as they ride to not crash, uh, it goes bad. So I am wondering if Forkner was just like, okay, I even tried the purposely don't get hurt thing, and that didn't work. I'm just going to go back to being me. Because this, to me, was markedly different than what we saw in the first, what did he race, two races this year? Three? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, remember, yes, it was completely Jet Lawrence's fault that he got hurt, but Jet caught him from a mile away, uh, and it was not good. It was in a triple crown race, like, in a short amount of time. He was not going fast, and he wasn't going fast last summer, but he was definitely going fast in Atlanta, especially in that heat race. And uh, he was going fast here, and... On the last lap, when Jet was all over him, it was old Forkner. I'm just going to send it through these whoops, and I might die, or I might win. And he did not care. So I'm wondering if he just said, screw it, I'm just going back to what used to work, and if I get hurt, I get hurt, because that's how you go fast. So to me, that was wow. really encouraging. Yeah, that heat race crash with Verizzi. I mean, afterwards, uh, Kiefer and I were discussing it in the press box, and I mean, we had a little bit different take on it. I'm like, bro, you see the whole situation, and yeah, Verizzi looked like he moved over. But you got to know that, like, it's just a heat and this guy could come in on Chiz and you got to, like, chill down a little bit. And I thought he sent it there, which is kind of what he does. And I don't think it was necessarily his fault, but I just thought to myself, man, you got to be a little smarter there. Not, not not a massive mistake, but a little smarter there because I I wasn't sure he was coming back uh, for, the, for the main event, like, ready to go. That was a big crash. So, uh, yeah, props to him for sure, for doing that. Um, yeah, good ride for Austin Forkner. And and so now, like, I think he can win the showdown, JT, like riding like that. Yeah, he, he rides like that. He can, race, he can win any race he's in. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, Jet deserves a ton of credit too because Jet was trying to pass him. Like, I think in other circumstances, Jet may have even gotten more aggressive there. So it wasn't like... Forkner just blew everybody away. I mean, Jet was every bit as good as Forkner was, in my opinion. Um, they were almost equally matched. But I think the story was just, you yeah. know, Forkner's back. You know, I don't think he's the best guy. It's not like, oh, man, he should be champ. But to see him back on form is really, you know, the point. What'd you make of that crash with Verizzi? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Verizzi's line choice there is really unexpected. So I can understand why Forkner would think jumping to the inside is safe because no one yeah. is really cutting to the inside there. And for Verizzi, it's an experience and it's also very unwise. You just can't do that in that situation. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like a little bit of your side of like, man, I, I understand it's only a heat, but at the same time, like Forkner's got to be like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you cutting left on the inside yeah. of that jump there? Like that's not any sort of line at all. Like no one's using that line. So tough. And I, I'm sure Verizzi learned a lesson there is like just because you don't expect somebody to be landing there doesn't mean you can just cut inside. So Jets your two fifty supercross champion in his third uh third year in the class. Probably going to win next year, too, I would think. Weech, heavy favorite next yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's checking all the boxes. He is. And obviously, he's being judged by a little bit different standard uh, than most riders because, honestly, it's like he has to win these titles. If he doesn't win these titles, it's something is wrong. You know, if McAdoo, say, had won, that would be awesome for McAdoo. Uh, Jet has to win these. Um, these are the 
the standards he's being held up to. I mean, you're just looking at the, you know, Kellen uh, at Racer X did a lot of math to figure out, like, okay, at his age, where is he? And it's really about the same that Filippoto was doing, for example, at that age. Um, and then other guys, even in the two-stroke era, you know, Pastrana was even a little bit younger, Stu and RC. But, like, those are the guys that you're comparing Jet to, um, not his current peers. So, uh, unfortunately for him, that means, like, him winning this title is not like, oh, my God, he won the title. It's more like, okay, click that box. Yeah. What do you got next? It's That's the standard he's being held to now. I asked him about his starts and didn't really get anywhere. I guess he's not worried. He's not concerned. But not a lot of starts from Jet lately. Uh, at, the, at Atlanta, at this race, the Triple Crowns. Yeah, I don't know. That's about the only weakness. It's a feast and famine. That's the big problem. Like, yeah. he's had some unbelievable stuff. Yes. That, what was the Triple Crown that he blew it with the two, two crashing two to three times? Arlington. But, dude, yeah. he had three hole shots. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, at, a, at Atlanta, if you look, halfway down oh, the starting, starting incredible. Was way yeah, out front. Yeah, he was good. but Way out front. So, like, I don't yeah. know if it's a... I don't want to screw up like I did at Arlington or he's being too cautious, but it's not like a, I can't get off the gate thing. Like St. Louis, it was, he, he got off the gate terribly, but Atlanta, it wasn't, he was off the gate really well. And this weekend I, I didn't see as much, um, but it, it's almost like he is scared to blow it. Like he did at Arlington. Yeah. It's really the only kind of weakness he's got right now, but uh, yeah, good job to jet and the team and everybody else. Uh, Pierce Brown led most of the race and got third, got caught. Uh, I asked him afterwards if he was okay with that. He said he was, you know, it's not, it's not so getting a podium is, is important and leading laps is important. He's ne never led a lap before. So, you know, looking at all that, that's a step, right? It's a, it's a step in the process and you know, next time well, you'll be yeah, better for and, it. And if you look at the, the trajectory and progression of this year, he's way better than he's ever been. So, you know, is he, was he as good as Forkner and Jet? No. It was he, you know, going to be champion of the series should be even considered in that conversation. No, but is he way better than he's ever been? Like you're like talking about him as a podium contender moving forward in this class. Absolutely. And I think that that's a big deal. Like we've seen so many guys in this class just get written off that aren't progressing and we don't know what their future holds. And, you know, you can go down the list. Guys like Julie Swole and some of these guys, like, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Like, maybe they get signed again. Maybe they don't. But this Supercross season didn't do them any favors, I can tell you that. Yeah. And I think Pierce Brown really broke out of that conversation. Like, he is markedly better than, you know, some of those guys are that were in that same mold. Like, those, all those guys are in the same kind of class coming out and like are they going to make it or are they not and i think we can pretty much say he's going to at this point just from the way he's riding yeah hey weege yeah uh rj hampshire <laughs> really fast okay yeah uh mm. looked good uh mm. crashed in the heat mm. uh came up had to go to the lcq he won that and then looked great in the main with a good start from an outside gate and mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. catching pierce brown and looked Looked like he was going to win the thing. Really pushing hard. Looking good. Uh, but then he crashed. Mm. Yeah. I'm wondering if, uh, you know, he did win a triple crown. But he had some crashes. I'm thinking only the triple crown format will work because it can neutralize. You still average out. Yeah. You know, one crash doesn't ruin the entire net. So maybe that's yeah. what it's going to take. Fly, uh, Fly Racing's yeah. uh, RJ Hampshire, JT, just really... I mean, had he gotten Brown, he would have won. Those guys, I don't think Forkner's catching him. I, I don't 
know if I can go that far. Uh, I just saw too many mistakes like all day. Um, even, even the times he didn't crash, there were so many damn close calls. I, I'm not willing to say that he was just going to hold it together and be able to beat both Jed and Forkner down the stretch. Like, I'm, they were right there. Like if you, if you go back and look, they had reeled those two in when Hampshire goes down. Like it wasn't like they had some big gap. Um, I, I tend to think that those two still get first and second. Uh, there was a gap and you know, they would have had to get no. by Brown, you know, no, I, I don't, I don't agree. Okay. Um, I, I mean, they they had closed those down. I was I was watching the lap times like they were reeling those guys in. Um, I, I I don't see it. I don't think that they even if even if RJ still had a gap and was able. I don't I don't have confidence that he would have been able to push the limit the way that Forkner and Jet were and not wow. make a mistake. That's just it. The mistakes. Yeah. Uh, again with RJ, it's 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 amazing. Wow, he is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oldenburg and Chisholm, 4-5. Those guys have been around each other the whole time. Chis, um, Chis won the heat, though. Good job, Chiz. He had a big lead and crashed, got up, and then was going to get eaten up probably uh, uh, by Forkner. But, um, yeah, ended up winning the heat. Good job, Chiz. Four- That's pretty awesome. It all worked out for Chiz. Although, yep. like, he in the main, what did he start in the main? Wasn't he? Uh, he was pretty – no, maybe it was. Uh, Oldenburg did uh, get him. Though. Like, yeah. Oldenburg was behind him. Yes, yeah, Oldenburg right? got him. Yeah. I guess that's where I'm coming yeah. from. Where yeah. I think he put himself in a pretty good spot and was looking okay, and kind of got dropped, and then Oldenburg got him, which you never want to see, right? Even though it's a feel-good story and it's Chiz, and we get it, you'd like yeah. to see him on that bike stay a little closer. Well, plus for him, you know, he almost ended up with a podium the last time they raced or last time he raced in the 250 class. So I'm sure now that became a standard of, oh, man, I never realized this shot at a podium is actually suddenly real. And it would take a couple circumstances. He's not the third fastest guy in the class, but he probably had to be thinking going into the race like, man, if I get a start and a couple things happen right, I could podium, which I don't think was originally his goal going into these races, but that's probably where he is now. And then. I'm assuming he's not going to race a 450 at the or a 250 at the finale, right? I don't think so. He's trying to get that 450 money, right? Stay in those points, right? Yeah. So this is probably it. Uh, yeah, probably. I, yeah. He wants to race my LCQ race. Putting a lot of heat on me, to be honest. Okay. So, Understood. I think we're going to have him start backwards. Oh my god. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to have him start backwards. He, he's not happy about it, but he'll still do it, he said. <laughs> this is spectacular. I know. I cannot believe. At no point, no one is stepping in to say, like, Steve, you can't do this and you can't do that. Mm, it's your race. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, no one's really saying much. The, I, right. I was, maybe, I was maybe to- you shouldn't have said it here. I was told this weekend that it's not sanctioned. So like, there's no protests. There's nothing like there's not, it's not sanctioned, which actually made me rub my hands together even more. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I don't feel like you fully endorsed the uh, AMA using their no. results. So maybe, no. maybe you're all right with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. We need we need to fly Cindy into to score to lap count. But um, do you know if do you know if they're like uh, are there laws? Like, are we on some sort of? It is. Uh, protected island where any really anything goes i think it's like sternstrom's pirate flag yeah i think it's just anything (laughs) Anything goes goes. anything goes 
Uh, uh, international waters. It, it, it is. It is not sanctioned. I was told they're not sanctioned. So that that means there's no penalties. There's no. There's no. There's no rules. So <laughs> should be great. Um, mm. Enzo Lopes, twelfth to seventh. He's fifth overall in the points. Good job to Enzo holding yeah, the, holding yeah. the team down now. That Phil Phil's a loser. So uh, with a broken arm. Um, Verizzi eighth. Colin Park, man. Colin Park. Uh, he led the Heat, right? Main event, bro. Made the main. Sorry, he led the main. Colin Park got yeah. the. He got first to the finish line in our Fultmex fantasy, and, and no one picked him, which is good because I would have freaked out, you know. But um, yeah, Colin Park. Good job. Ninth yeah. ninth place. Yeah. Uh. It's come a long way. I mean, he wasn't making mates at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Jace Owen, 10th, uh, 11th, Marshall Welton. That's a career best finish for him, for Marshall Welton. That's awesome. In Supercross, yep. yep. Uh, Derek Drake had to go to the LCQ. Jordan Smith went down. He hit uh, – who hit him? Did uh, – who was that? Was that uh, Brown? Did uh, Brown hit him? God, who did hit him? Was it Jet? RJ? <laughs> no, it was RJ. You're okay. right. It was RJ. Yeah. It was RJ. Yeah. It was RJ. Yeah. Uh, well, but Jordan had a – a bad day all around in practice. His bike was smoking. Something was going wrong. Yep. I want to say it was blowing up, but I don't. I don't know. Have any way to confirm that? Something was very wrong with his motorcycle in qualifying practice, and it was just a bad omen. Like nothing went right for him all day. No, no, it wasn't. wasn't good. That's two in a row that what not so good for him. Hunter Yoder made another main event. He was fast all day. Thank you for Pulp Mex fantasy points, Hunter Yoder. Fifty-two points. Um, Jack Chambers. Osborne was there. Zacco was there helping out Jack Chambers. So, Jellybean. Yep, Jellybean Jack. 16th. Uh, he went backwards in the heat and then uh, made it in the LCQ, so good job on that. Osby showed up riding a 3D Yamaha. He told me he hadn't ridden since Indianapolis, and then he makes the main event. Josh Osby, everybody. Fantasy points right there. That was a good one. Yep. Uh, yep. Lane Shaw made him first, first main event, but then I think he had bike problems. Uh, somewhere in the main, he was pushing his bike off. I want to thank Rami Alves for nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, oh. I had him in fantasy, and uh, yep, just uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't even know. Crashed, crashed, pulled out, kept riding. I don't know. Hardy Munoz hanging out with Bogle in the pits. Yeah, Hardy Munoz hung out in the nets. Yeah, Hardy. Yeah, I hear the nets got damaged. The nets were ripped. Yeah, he he ripped the whole thing and then bent the pole, but they 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 took in time in between one of the practices to fix it. So. Hardy, Hardy is the sketchiest rider he, in the sport. He is yes. way sketchier than even A-Red. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd go with that. Yeah, Hardy is on the ground a lot. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how he's feeling about, like, his career choices sometimes. If anybody, if anybody saw that or didn't see the Hardy Munoz net – find it like it, you there has to be video of it somewhere no it there is, is. no no it, it's out there yeah it's on instagram okay oh yeah good. yeah yeah and he almost did it again oh yeah yeah well, he, he he almost does it at pretty much every lap yep yep where's hardy from uh phil told us chili chili yeah okay yeah he's yeah. where phil kept saying i got chili oh that's right yeah yeah right. i got chili yeah yeah uh so that's 250 class we got the west coast coming up this weekend and then the showdown in uh in uh, in Salt Lake, and I gotta be honest, I'm ready for outdoors, man. I don't know about you guys, I'm ready. You guys, no, 
Always. Yeah, I'm always ready for the switch when the time right. comes. Yeah, like near, I, the, near the end of just, every season, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. It just uh, it just feels like it's time. No matter what, it just right. always feels like it's time. And now next week's another day race for you, JT, so more vibeless racing. So Very excited. I'll be, uh, I'll be flying home on that Saturday night. Because uh, this is a two-week trip for me, so I will be ready to to get home. Uh, but I do love Denver. I, I really enjoy that event. There are some that you just really look forward to, like, and some you don't. Some are just not as great as others. And I, I really believe that Denver's one of the one of the best ones we have. So looking forward to that. Wow. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready for outdoors to start. There's not a lot going on. Good job for Forkner, though. That was impressive, and you know it was good to see um, the 450 guys. Anderson rode great, but I just yeah, let's let's move this thing on, man. Let's go to Lucas Oil, where Jason Wygant shines. Oh, great series, great great series, great television coverage. Antonio announcers all of it. Antonio Caroli doing the yeah. first. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Hearing uh, hurlings, it's, it's not over yet. Oh, for, uh, we got news that he will be uh, he'll be riding this week. Thank you to Lewis Phillips for mentioning that on Twitter that hurlings is gonna make a go of it this week try to do some riding and uh so we're, we're it's not over hold on you fanboys yeah hold on you fanboys it's coming it may it may happen yet um you you might be asking him a question at a press conference with anderson yeah coming yeah. around on all these guys. no i don't i don't have a problem with her I'm, I'm fine no we're good you don't yeah no no we're fine oh oh okay yeah all right no, no I it's good i, I like you take shots sometimes i take shots at his fans I take shots at his. Oh, it's his fans, not him. No, no, he's fine. No, no, no. He, he only has room in his heart for guys like Amart. Not, not one of the best riders on the planet. He, he <laughs> stayed in MX. He stayed in MX2 way too long. That was ridiculous and unnecessary. But he's moved up now. So. Oh, so what, what about Amart? Well, he's not crushing the class. Our Amart wasn't. Oh. Amart wasn't crushing win after win after win. Like I, I, yeah, I, I, you honestly compare Jeffrey Hurlings to Troll? Thank you. No, but you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we got a live show this Friday, or last Friday night in uh, in, uh, in 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 the uh, town of uh, Foxborough, and and they're really nice guys, really nice theater. You know the, uh, the Hurlings moved up when he was like twenty, right? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. You know, Stu, Stu, two and out. RC, three and out. These these the the greats just move on. They want new challenges. Yeah, Ricky moved up when he was also twenty. Yeah. So the the, the greats want new challenges. That's what they want. Twenty years old. Yep, everybody. Uh, good, good to have Brayton on stage with us. That was awesome. JB was fantastic, Weege. So, classy guy. Uh, I am due for ACL surgery on Thursday this week, uh, which everyone tells me uh, life will be hell for a little while. That's going to absolutely suck. But I don't care what the physical therapist is doing, wrenching on my leg to get me motion back. It will not match the uh, list of Justin Brayton themed events that I'm going to have to miss, and there are several of them. Yeah, and that hurts more. Live show. Well, I was doing street bike racing, but live show did I miss that? Uh, Brayton has a race at his track back in Iowa that I was going to go to. I cannot go there because I think it'd be like nine days after surgery. I don't think they want me flying uh, and going to the airport on crutches. Uh, I believe there'll probably be some. So celebration at his last race there at Salt Lake. I cannot be part of that. Nope. Um, 
that's a lot of Brayton events that I should be front and center for that I cannot go to. So that hurts way more. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, really. We. Uh... I might need to be knocked out again, I think. Actually, Saturday night <laughs> at Salt Lake, I'm going to have an anesthesiologist come, but I just put me out. It's too, pain, too ah. much pain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, we did have Keith Johnson, too, come up on stage, Weege. And we, oh, Keith Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He just told us Cannondale stories. It's fantastic. Nice. It's, just, it's nice. great. You can't get, can't get enough <laughs> Cannondale stories. Uh, it's fantastic. So, uh, uh, one of the legends, Alan Brown. Wasn't his, his rider at one point? Wasn't he Alan Brown's guy? No. He, no. KTM? No. No. No, that was the man in Armor Radio. Yeah, that wasn't Keith Johnson. Come on, Weech. Wasn't he on KTM when uh, Al, wasn't Alan Brown like pseudo team manager? Yeah, but K- KJ was long gone by then. Oh, okay. Also, right. he told us that uh, Ryan Holiday told him that him and Treadwell bankrupted Cowie Contingency for vet riders. Oh, yeah. 2012, man. It was, I don't know. I, there must have been typos. <laughs> I mean, I remember the contingency thing came out, and they were paying ten thousand dollars to win GNCCs. It was ten thousand dollars. So. Paul Wibley got in this team that was sponsored by Geico and said, I do not want a factory ride. I just want a Cowie. And then he won the GNCC title that year just to rake the Cowie he didn't see it. And then, oh, God, Loretta's and Minio's. Yeah, Shreddy and, and Keith Johnson. It was unreal. Yeah, yeah, bank, yeah. bankrupted uh, Cowie. Just like, he, said he, made like, he said he made like 25 grand at Minio's. Yeah. <laughs> I think they made six figures for sure, like more than six figures. Yeah, yeah, nuts, right? Yeah, absolutely. it had to have been a typo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> typo. Oops. Yeah, I love those we guys. We fixed the glitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he had to. They had to go through uh, the legend that was Kevin Walker at the Reddit. So it's just hilarious. We knew we had to come here and take on Walker. We knew Walker was good at the Reddit. We're gonna have to beat Walker. <laughs> uh, I still have Karsten as the all-time. OEM contingency leader, but yeah, maybe KJ is not far behind. So, um, yeah. All right, uh, that's it for Foxborough. We're going to Denver LCQ race on Friday. That should be great. Stay tuned for that. JT, are you gonna watch that one? JT on Friday. Oh uh, yeah, I thought that I was flagging. That's why I was like silent. I'm like, oh, I, I wasn't. I didn't know if you were stealing that away from me or. Oh, I, I did. I was kind of joking, but we can put you to work. Yeah, we can. Oh, we, I know. I want to be the. I, it's either checkered flag or nothing. Like I get green. Right. Uh, halfway white checkered. Yeah, yeah. Or nothing. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I got. I got a call tomorrow, and uh, we'll try to get that all situated. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So. Uh, I am more and more in shock as these details roll out. Like they're going to let you. Have JT be the flagger? I don't know about that one. I got to work that out. I got to work that out. It's not even sanctioned. We can do whatever we want. It's no rules. It's like no rules pasta from Outback. You know, it's the same I, thing. I, I would shock. Yeah, it's fantastic. Can't wait. Uh, looks like we're gonna have about fifty thousand dollars for one race. So we got to pump those numbers up. Yeah, people, pump it up. Get get on the uh, it might, the the link is in my Instagram bio and it's on pumpamex.com. So we'll also put on RacerX this week too. But yeah, you have a chance at twenty prizes, including a new Blue Crew bike. So, all right, uh, okay. Well, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you to Fly Racing, Renthal, Maxis, Cobolinks, Motorsport.com, All Balls, Onyx Maps. Always appreciate you guys listening. Weed JT, thanks, boys. See you. Yeah. Yeah.
This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the air.